0: Hey, friends, Logan here, one of your co hosts with the Better Events podcast. And in this week's episode, we are diving into an interview that we did with Casey Catherwood, all about the qualities and traits and secret sauce that it takes to be a good MC. Now, if you're an aspiring MC, or an event organizer who has to hire and work with MCs or hosts or masters of ceremonies, as you might have called them, this episode's for you. It has some great takeaways, so I highly encourage you to keep listening. Before we get into it, we want to hear from you listeners. We're going to be doing a very special listeners mailbag episode, and we highly encourage you to send us an email with your answers to why you love events and any questions that you have for Mary or myself, whether it's about the podcast, event planning, event production, management, running our own business. We want to hear it all. And just by sending us your questions, you're going to be entered to win a very special gift from Mary and I from the Better Events Podcast. So please send them in as early as you can. Without further ado, let's get into the episode.
1: Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend Better Events in this podcast you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host planner or manager hear directly from the people who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow and grow your business along the way now let's get started and thanks for listening to the better events podcast
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. We are thrilled to be with you today. This is Mary Davidson, one of your co-hosts. And today we have a wonderful guest who's joining us. We are talking about qualities of a good MC with Casey Catherwood. And we have a a bio for Casey. We're going to introduce him and I'm going to pass it over to Logan, my co-host, who is going to do that. So Logan, take it away. Thanks, Mary. Yes, we
0: are very enthusiastic. We say excited all the time. So we are excited, but also enthusiastic about our guest today. Casey Catherwood is an artist, musician, entertainer, writer, and professional pheasant living in the United States of America. He is honored to be asked to speak and host community events in the South Sound and around the world. Welcome, Casey.
1: Thank you, (laughs) guys. Is there anything you want
0: to add to your bio?
1: i just uh, enthusiastic to be here, enthusiastic person overall, and uh, that's probably why I've been asked to be a host for varying events uh, since I was uh, like 10 years old.
2: A child host, I love it. I was a child <laughs> that,
1: host, a uh, child not host. a child star, mm. uh, but definitely a child host and always been a uh, Class clown type, uh, and just yeah, you know how this all goes. And uh, it seems like we're going to talk about how the the origins of a host here on yes. the on the cast today.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. And we like to do a little bit about why we asked our guests. And so with Casey specifically, this to me is like a a weird, almost like creepy, funny story. I don't know. But I was attending a Tacoma Rainiers game, um, which is a baseball game here locally. And Casey was the former field host, I believe, right, of the Tacoma Rainiers. And so um, I just was attending it, you know, watching the game. Um, And I thought that it was super entertaining. I thought the activities were entertaining. I thought it was great. I thought you were really entertaining. And I was with my husband and he was like, you know, that guy, he'd make a really good MC. And I'm like, you're right. Yes. And because we were talking about events and things like that. And so um, I got connected with Casey after um, and we chatted a bit about events and MCing. Um, And then so it's been great. And we're happy to have you on the podcast to talk further about it. And we haven't talked about this um topic at all. So really enthused to hear what we're gonna talk about today and hear more from you. So just thank you again for being here.
1: Oh my gosh. Thank you guys. And very flattered. Uh thank and and you know when you say for, former Rainier's host, I, I did it for eight years and there who knows, it, I could be doing more of it next year. It's it's Love it's it. it's, yeah. an, it's an addic- it's an addictive thing. And uh yeah, being a host, once you've got the host in your blood it's it's hard to get it out. So Um, yeah more host more hosting to be done in the future for sure
2: yeah well perfect we're excited to see what it's in store for the future and to jump into our questions for today um we do listeners have an episode coming up that's about event lingo and jargon so you'll be able to hear that but one of the things that we will probably talk about in that a little bit is about like an MC, like how it's spelled. It's either capital M, capital C, it's E-M-C-E, it's a host, it's a master of ceremonies. What is it? So there's so many different words, um, but regardless, I guess, of the different names for the role, how would you define an MC?
1: Yeah, I think an MC, I would probably prefer the E-M-C-E-E. I kind of like how that, but a master of ceremonies, my gosh. And realistically, a master of ceremonies is your point of is your point of focus in in, in mo- moments that are appropriate, right? So you want uh, a host to come in here, and for most events, you're trying to convey information or a mood or an excitement feeling, and you need someone that commands that attention without being uh, too too much. And there's a balance that that needs to be struck there. Uh, but that is going to, yeah, be a presence and be confident to help your message get across. So if it's an event, it's a charity event, obviously you're trying, what are you trying to do most of the time at a charity event? You're trying to share what your organization, nonprofit, whatever is doing. And a lot of the time you're trying to convince people to give you money. So you need a host that's going to do that succinctly, not lose people's attention and, uh, you can go all the way down to, uh, what, like a, a, wrestling, a guy, like a guy in a, in a wrestling ring. He's gotta, he's gotta know the names of the wrestlers, get him in the ring and, uh, get the crowd fired up. So yeah, that, that point of attention is super important and that confidence and you got to know your stuff, you know?
0: Yeah. I love always saying with, with hosts, especially if I have anyone who or MCs, if they are less experienced, I sometimes feel like I have to remind them that they are in control of the audience and very much. They're kind of like the conduit for the audience in t- terms of setting the scene for how we want you to act and what kind of, ex- you know, we're, we can, en- the host could energize. Those can also quickly lose the audience. For um, sure. But often that like push pull relationship that I feel like they're like, you have the control to up the energy. You also have the control to make us feel heartfelt moments. Um, it's it's a, a lot of pressure sometimes. I don't think, I don't know if I'd want to be a host. I have a lot of, <laughs> a lot of respect for you guys.
1: Behind the, the scenes is super important. Like it's all yeah. part of the wheel. Right. And you definitely with a, with a host too. And I think we're going to probably get into questions about the, the best qualities and all of that, but you need someone that's going to work well inside the team, right? Like take the message, soak it in, uh, whatever, whatever the goals are. This is a driver and engine of that. That's uh, as important as the the program, right? Like the the minute by minute program to the actual little program that people get at the door that tells them uh, ha- how to donate or or where when the food is being served. It's just the piece of the cog. And I, I believe it's an important piece of the cog, but only because, uh, guy, I got to keep paying my bills, you guys, my gosh.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. We all got bills to pay. (laughs) I feel like as we, as we start again, we're still on this kind of broad view, but what does like onboarding of an MC look like? What kind of information do you look for about an event that you need from the planners, the organizers, or the companies that help set you up for success?
1: For sure. I think that sometimes more is better for, for me. And I, and I don't know if, if most people are like that. So I'll try to speak just from, if I was writing a guidebook for uh, hiring a host, I think having a solid idea before you go and approach someone is great, unless you're planning on having that person be on the the, the front end collaborative with you on what your event is going to be. Uh, but if someone is like resolute about what their event, it looks like in their mind, which most events are like that, then you obviously want to get a solid date in hand. I It's so often I'll be asked to do an event. And I'll say, yeah, that sounds that sounds great. And they'll be like, we'll let you know when the date is. And it's like, why don't you contact me when you have the date and the place and the time? Uh, Because that those are like pretty essential things for people to 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 move their their world around to be at at an event. But then, yeah, like speaking points are great. I like to get those ahead of time. You know, sometimes you'll go to an event and they'll say, here is a full here's a 20 page script we just want you to read and yeah like go ahead and make it fun you know they're always like make it fun if you want but here's the script and I'm just like i love that and i also will get nothing and just be like here are the uh the bullet points and i just say the like the more information the better is probably the best place to kind of start with the onboarding um and then yeah having a date and time is is uh is important too <laughs>
2: We totally feel you on that. I know sometimes folks reach out to us when they, when they don't have a date and it's like, well, uh, I can only help you so far. Like we got to hold our date. So it sounds interesting. Yeah. It sounds
1: like it could be good and fun, but, um, just let me me know when you have, yeah, Yeah. that, that lockdown. And that's, uh, I get it. There's just the, there's so many moving pieces for, for all Mm -hmm. of these backstories. And, uh, I try to, you know, meet people where they're at and it usually works out.
2: Yeah. But maybe they'll want you so bad that they will pick a date for you that works for that's, you. That's, hey, that, best that's case nice scenario. too. That's nice yeah. too. But I don't, yeah. you know, I
1: don't like this much. I don't, I don't need that much. I don't uh-huh. need that much.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you. That's super helpful. And thinking through also, you know, we've already mentioned the importance of engaging the audience. How would you suggest, I guess, that MCs engage audiences? And then also, if you have examples, examples of fun things that you've done to engage audiences.
1: For sure. I mean, I, the thing I was I was kind of it made me a little sad when you were talking Logan about in MCs that you have to like stress the importance of energy levels and all that because an MC should be a self-starter and a host should be a self-starter. Like you should never have to worry if you bring me in for an event that I'm going to come in low and you're going to have to like psych me up to to be a part of it. Like that's just uh, that's innate. That's, that should be expected that the host, it doesn't matter if they're having a bad day or whatever. It's like when it's time to go and you're showing up and you're getting paid to be at an event, or if it's, even if it's volunteer work, like I, I don't get paid for every event I do. I do some of them because they're important causes. Uh, and I know that if I show up to that, I'm going to be, the light's going to be on the the electricity is going to be on so engaging with crowds uh very very important to have a an appropriate volume uh, very important to engage eye contact to have body control where you're not twitchy or or you know uh, uncomfortable in your skin i also just think uh, being being confident in what you're wearing is is a very very important thing about about an mc uh if you don't feel good in your clothes, you're probably not going to like just people can kind of see that. Uh, but things to engage an audience. I mean, spending eight years in minor league baseball, uh, I've definitely done some strange things to engage crowds uh, fr- from uh uh, co- co- costumes to uh, get getting covered in disgusting uh, f- foods to uh, stunts, you know, stunts and, and, and singing and songs and whatever you can pull out from the old uh, Hollywood bag of tricks. Uh, you know, they, what are the three things they say that uh, people get entertained by is uh children, cute children, uh, b- beautiful, beautiful women and uh, pets or animals doing tricks. And uh, I've, I've tried all, I've tried my hand at all of those things to, to get a, to get a roar. People love free stuff too. You, you're talking about the, the bratwurst cannon. Uh, You know, if you can get people on their feet, clamoring for a cheap item, my gosh, uh, it works every time. And so, yeah, I, I think when you take it back to an event, like you need to have a gauge of what you're trying to do and some events are more serious than others. But no event should just be like flat, right? No, I think any situation, uh, even a, like a like a somber uh, service or a f- funeral should have a moment of joy. And, uh, you know, people at, at community events are more often than not there to have a good time. And uh, anything you can do outside of the ex- unexpected or, or make it fun, game it up a little bit, uh, I think the better, you know, and I'm sorry, I didn't get into specifics, but I've done uh, charity events and, and things where there were, there were a lot of games and, and getting people to switch tables and all, all of that. And that's very, very fun. Uh, and then I've done, you know, I, every year I do Carol Milgard breast centers, uh, luncheon, their charity luncheon, and it's very serious and it's very, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a serious event, but we still are able to laugh and have a good time at it because it's important for, for people to leave on a high, you know, after coming to, to anything.
0: Yeah. Listeners know that I love, I love sports. So Casey, I, I always find any MC or host that is coming from the sports world and doing things that are, that are, you know, corporate or nonprofit or anything else that's not sports. I always, I feel like that's such an easy transition because the hard part My earlier point with sports too, is if I have a less than experienced MC, it's how do you respond to the team? You know, things not going according to plan, uh, which is the definition of sports of like the team being really down or the crowd just, you know, there's just days, the crowds off and you're, you know, things that worked last week aren't working this week, or there's an injury and how do you come back after there was a serious injury on the, on the field or something that we all need to, you know, how do you read those moments? And, um,
1: Another thing that a host should never do is take themselves too seriously either, like a, a, a stiff person uh, up there being taking the role too seriously. Like nobody wants to see that everybody wants something that's personable and relatable. And, uh, you know, you think about even the the pre- president of the United States. Everybody likes a president that can crack a joke or can be can step off the pedestal a lot more than the, the really serious, serious ones. I
0: think sports are such a fun way for, cause I feel like on the other side, we get a lot of comments, they want to make it more fun. And a lot of the sports entertainment thing is, it's just all about fun. And so even just borrowing one thing to, to your more serious event, just for a moment of levity, we've talked on this podcast before surprising and delighting. So things that aren't that can feel unscripted, even if you as the host knew this moment was coming, um, we've had successful things of like, look under, you know, feel like Oprah, everyone look under your chair. And one oh, seat yeah. has a gift card under it at each table. And I have like, I've seen grown adults and on there in nice finery, like on the, on the ground, trying to find these gift for cards. For sure. So
1: yeah, just getting, getting, uh, I love the unexpected, right? That look this way. And then all of a sudden something amazing or surprising is happening over here.
2: Casey, I was just curious when you were talking about that. So how often for you, Are those types of things planned versus like in the moment? You know what? This seems like a good idea. This is what the room needs. Let's do this.
1: I think big things like what Logan just brought up, so much of it is planned, right? Like, And I've made a big part of my sort of shtick over the last – 30 years of my life is that like, I'm not in control of a situation at all and everything's going wrong and, but it's all planned, right? Like, and that I'm completely oblivious to this thing or, Oh my gosh, I I planned it this way and it went wrong, but it's all planned, right? Like it's all written that way. And so um, I think planning as much as possible on the front end and, and like not over planning, but being, really in your pre-planning is really, really important for writing a script of an event or or whatever you're doing, like and, and getting into the details and wondering and knowing the lulls, knowing the parts that are gonna be the, the points of interest and and focusing on both of those, right? Like how do I make this um transition shorter? How do I make this moment that I want people to remember more interesting or more exciting? And then like spontaneous stuff for me is usually just crowd work, right? Like if there's someone uh, wearing a uh, ridiculous hat in the crowd, I will definitely like say something about the hat, like love the hat. And then you you say that once and that that person smiles, whatever. But then if you bring up that person in the hat again, like 30 minutes later, then it's funny. Then people like laugh at it again. So spontaneous stuff is usually more like crowd work and then everything else for anytime I'm in front of an audience or, uh, I have thought about the, the hits and the things that I want to do a lot.
0: We've talked about a couple different events that you've done, but do you have a, what are your favorite events to MC and why?
1: So the regular ones I do throughout the year for the last eight years, I did baseball at Cheney stadium, which is incredible. Um, and a lot of these opportunities have come through there, which has been amazing. Uh, I moved to Tacoma for this job. Um, for that job, you know, eight years ago. So I, I didn't have a ton of connection to Tacoma. I'm a, C- a Seattle, uh Seattle boy, but, uh, you know, my first event I ever hosted was, uh, and I did it regularly for, for the city I grew up in was the city's, uh, dog, dog fashion show. And we would, uh, <laughs> like, this was basically like one of my first things I ever got asked to MC when I was like 12 years old, uh, was the, the city's dog fashion show. And like, 50 people would get their dogs together and dress them up and there would be a program and there'd be music and the dogs would strut down the runway. And it was a very fun event to be a part of. Uh, so that's, that one will always be near and dear to my heart, but you know, I'm honored and very blessed to be a part of uh multi sound and arrows, uh, race every year. And that is such an amazing thing to be a part of just from the fact that when people are running that far, uh, and they're, they're investing that much of themselves to being a part of this like community event that everybody's doing together. And you see the people that finish really quick and like those people are super dedicated, right? Like it's amazing how fast they can run all around the Park and Vasalt Park and all around the city. And then they come back and it's like, holy shit, how did you get here so fast? And then it really becomes meaningful as like, people come in and you can see the people that, have had injury or people that are crying because it means so much to them and getting to be there at the finish line and encourage them and riff with them and talk with them. That's definitely one of my favorites. Um, you know, I, I there's, there's a few, I mentioned the Carol Milgard luncheon. That's a very, very special one. Dear to my heart, the, the breast cancer, um, just that, that whole, uh, that community is they're really amazing people and they're really supportive of each other. And it's, I sometimes wonder why and how I get to be in the mix of it, but I do. And I'm really, really blessed. Um, and then actually the Pierce Pierce County library foundation does a trivia bee every year. And they do, they go like really, really high tech with it. Like it feels like an actual game show and it's like in person and there's like big video screens. And I, uh, I think the the, the the secret here would be that my dream in life is to to host like a late night television show or a game show, and uh, when I do that, I actually feel like I'm doing it, and it's very very fun. So those are some of my favorites that I am lucky enough to get to do every year.
2: That's awesome. The I still can't get over the dog show. You're right; people really like their pets because I'm like, oh, I want to see that. That's right? Amazing. Like
1: if you if you heard that there was going to be a dog fashion show and you had a dog, you would be like, you know what? I think she can do it. You know, like I think she <laughs> can do it. Like every and that was a beautiful thing is like most people were like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that my dog was made for the runway. And some of them absolutely <laughs> were and some of them definitely weren't and that was even funnier because it's just yeah. like it's uh the more ridiculous an event is, the more fun you can have with it, right? And that's why I think the AAA baseball was like such a great is such a great fit for me. Just Cause it is ridiculous and it is like, it's not major league baseball, but it's close, but it's not. And, uh, there's an absurdity that is expected from that level of, of sport and, uh, just leaning all the way into it is, is so, so fun, you know, so fun.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And we've kind of pieced together, you know, throughout the conversation, the qualities of a good MC. So I'm curious if there are any other qualities you want to highlight. And I think also like a kind of a sub question is like, what's the benefit of hiring out an MC instead of having someone within the organization do it?
1: You know, I think that let's start with the second one. Hiring someone uh, externally is should be I'm, and I'm kind of hurting the my my you know my community of people that do this for a living by saying this. But if you have someone in your organization that is confident enough to speak about it and knows their stuff because they're doing it every day, I would honestly recommend that. Like I and I and I think that that's just because if you've got someone that is doing this work every day, that's going and, and cares about it more than just bringing someone in, that's going to at least level them up like one chunk. Like there's a true sincerity there that I don't I, I that I wouldn't take away from and then advocate, "Oh, no no no, an outside MC will be better." That being said, there are so many organizations that have incredible people that are doing um, amazing work that are changing the world and they and they want to have a great event, but there's legitimately not one public speaker in the bunch. And that's okay. Like that's, that's totally normal. Like everybody's got their thing. Uh, you know, I'm great at speaking on a microphone, uh, in front of 10,000 people, but there are certain things that I could never do and would never pretend to do. So it's a balance, right? And, uh, if you can find a great MC, that has a good heart and isn't just like a hired gun that's just gonna like come in and do it like maybe maybe some people are just like fake the funk types where they can just go out there and pretend to care about uh, a cause i'm couldn't do it honestly like uh and you know in some of the conversations i've had with you mary i was like here are the here are the things that like i, I would do this for very cheap to free like uh, you know like there's just certain Parts to this that uh, it just means more to be a part of it, and if I can be of service, that's amazing. Um, and I think that that's probably my answer for that piece. Uh, my f- the first piece, the qualities. I'm just going to kind of list some of the ones we already talked about, and maybe that will riff me to another place. I think the self starter, starter thing is really important. You should not have to hype up your MC and your MC. I I, I don't know if we've touched on this at all, but like if I'm MCing an event. Uh, whether it was a Rainier's game or one of these other, like for example, the trivia bee thing, it's kind of all I think about even when I'm not doing it. So it's like when people are paying you an hourly rate, you are getting so much more of my mental headspace because I don't want to go up there and not know what I'm talking about. Like I think that that's probably the least attractive thing you could do is be hired to do a job and then show up unprepared. And so you need someone that's going to do their homework or like you need someone that's a student of their craft or cares enough about it that they are going to think about it and and live in it. And so that's those two are really, really important to me is like energy and knowing your stuff. Um, And then everything else is like I think there are some teachable things there.
0: Yeah, I always feel like, too, as coming from the planner perspective, for me, I always look, I, I love working with hosts that have a willingness to learn and are open to adjusting, you know, maybe what they normally do to fit that audience for me. I had a a couple of red flags with hosts before who don't want to do rehearsals, which I always like hurts my heart. Uh, Mm -hmm. because to me, it doesn't matter how professional you are, you need to do a rehearsal. And for, unfortunately for this case, it did show during the event that this had been very cold for that person to come in, even if they had notes, um, And so that's something that I know I now when I work with hosts or get them to make sure that's included in whatever we've negotiated, that they have that rehearsal time and prep time. Since I think I hope I have hosts like you, Casey, but um, depending on the on the variety, even in-house, if it's just someone from the organization, uh, making sure they understand that even the best have to rehearse.
1: Well, and it's like, are you a team player? Right. Because a host should be and an MC should be a leader in their moment to be. Given their spot, right? Like, if you want to take it to a sports analogy, it's like this is maybe like a running back on a football team. It's like, you give me the ball, and when it's my time to take the ball, I'm going to run where you tell me to go, right? Uh, and maybe I'll improv a little bit, but like the best running backs are told what the play is, where to go, and when you give me the ball, I'm going to go and shine. But you still are, you have to be a team player, right? Because it's not. Most more often than not, a host or an MC is not the one writing their material so much or, you know, they're, they're delivering someone else's message and there is a flexibility in there in that.
2: And Casey, if someone, you know, is listening to this, I'm just thinking, um, if they're like, maybe, maybe I have the qualities of an MC, maybe they are an event professional. Maybe there's somebody else. I don't know, but they're like, I'm interested in learning more about how to do this. What would you say, um, Like, how would you suggest that they get started in doing something like this?
1: I mean, just like, I mean, I feel like my story is kind of that way is I think you probably just need to throw yourself out there and and say yes to something. So um, now I think people have more opportunities than they ever did before. It's like if you want to be the host of something, the best way to prove that without anybody's permission is to host your own thing. Right. So find your kind of like what you guys are doing. Start your own podcast, start your own show. You know, I have friends that do YouTube shows in varieties of ways in which they film themselves cooking or they rate and review scents like fragrances. Uh, And you can do that for completely, well, not completely free, but like almost free. Like if you are really out there and trying to start a uh, passionate about starting a video podcast or a vlog and you don't have the money for a microphone and uh, a basic camera, I've got plenty of stuff. You can reach out to me and I'll just give it to you. So what I would say is say yes to things. Uh, get involved in things go to community events like that's another thing it's like if you want to be involved like that that's a huge thing when I moved to Tacoma I was like what are the things that I want to be a part of and I saw all the things I thought was that I thought were cool and I just started being there like going out and talking to the people and meeting the people sending them a compliment on Instagram being like I think what you do is really really cool and most often more often than not and like cities or communities if you're that person that's like i'm here supporting you i love what you're doing and you say that and you're not shy about that people are receptive to that right and then it's like hey by the way i've got uh, this uh, t- uh, this urge this fire inside of me uh, to 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 host or to be an mc if you ever had an opportunity i would love that um gosh, people are going to give you a shot, you know? I And I, I just, I think life works in mysterious ways, but sometimes you've got to kind of take the, take the paddle and go and, uh, and guide yourself the way you want to. And, uh, yeah, for those that are, that are interested and, 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 and apprehensive, it's time to, to drop that apprehension and just, um, make things happen for yourself.
2: I love that. Logan, I'm over here. I'm like, are we I'm the podcast hosts so that we literally introduce ourselves as co-hosts and I've never thought of us even. We are, like... I would say
0: I'm never a host, but we are, I guess, co-hosts yeah. of a podcast. So I guess co-hosts that, that counts. And we yeah, I to the professionals. To, to, to dovetail on your comment, I know for me, I started a YouTube channel in, uh during COVID cause I'd always wanted to. And for me, a lot of it had been just the panic of like, I'm not going to be good at it. And I can't remember, I think someone had given me the advice and I think I've talked about it on the podcast, but just, it was very affirming to go back and watch people's first videos. Cause I had someone be like, all these people you think are good, didn't start good. They got good by doing it. Right. And so I went back and watched a couple of people. Who I, I, i just polished professional folks on YouTube. I love their content. I went back and watched their first videos. And it's like, Oh wow, they have come a long way. And nowadays I have almost like a hundred video over a hundred videos that I'm like, if you go back and watch my first video, you can see I was still playing and figuring out audio and,
1: Oh, for exactly. sure. And the, and your speech pattern gets more measured. Your your body language changes a lot. I remember when I first started doing video interviews with people, I was like a bobblehead. When people were talking, I would be like, <laughs> and it was my dad, actually, who's probably my biggest self or not self-critic, my big has been my biggest critic my entire life was like, why are you doing this when people are talking? And I I hadn't even noticed it and now when i'm and whenever i'm on camera whether i'm doing an interview with someone or when they're talking like my instinct is to go like but i just don't i'm just like maybe every once in a while uh, and i'll probably watch this video and be like gosh you still do it so but you get better you you and you have to be critical of yourself that would be another great quality of a host it's like are you critical of yourself are you watching your tape are you recognizing your strengths and your weaknesses and leaning into one and working on the other. Um, those are important things to do. And you kind of have to be a little bit of a, to be great at anything. And it doesn't just be a host, but like to be great at anything, you have to be willing to be a little weird about it. Like you have to be into it really into it. And you don't have to talk about it all the time, but like behind the scenes, you have to be really into it. And, uh, two, you have to be willing to face the demons of like, I'm not perfect at this. So what do I want to do to, to get better at it?
0: What are one to two things you wish event planners or organizers or hosts would do or remember when working with an MC or host such as yourself?
1: Man, that's a, that's a really, really tough one. I think because when we were just talking about like basic information and getting your stuff together um, is, is like really, really important stuff. I've been really lucky to just work with for the most external organizations that I worked for outside of like the, the company I worked for have been amazing. Like I just, I I don't know. And maybe I'm just blowing wind, but like I genuinely, they've they've been amazing and I feel like I'm over accommodated sometimes. And so I, uh, I maybe just like extraneous meetings or like doubling down on the same thing over and over and over. Uh, Especially if you've done an event like several times, like if it's a recurring thing, uh, like, hey, this is the sixth time we've done this event. We've done it six years in a row. We don't need to... W- there's maybe like one or two of these like check-ins or meetings that we could forego. But then it's like, yeah, that's annoying to me. Sli- mildly, not even annoying. It's like mildly, uh, I guess annoying is... I don't have a synonym for it. Mildly annoying to me, but I think it's really important that they feel comfortable, right? Like the most important person at an event and this is good advice for an MC is not you the MC it's your client it's the it's the people that were that the people that were that hired you it doesn't matter what you think of how it went it's like at the end of the day if they walk away happy and they are pleased with your work and the event then it doesn't matter even like sometimes I'll be critical in, a, in, a, in an event situ- space situation. I'll be like, man, I really screwed up. And they were like, that was the best thing ever. Thank you so much. Are you, can you put us on the calendar for next year? And it's like, I have to remind myself like they're happy. That's the most important thing. Make them happy. So I have no nothing. Uh, I have no notes for, for the, the people that have hired me. Uh, just, uh, I just, I'm glad that they've been happy over the years.
2: Well, thank you. And thank you for sharing your thoughts today and being here with us. And we are going to put you on the spot really quick, which we like to do some last minute sentence finishers. So these are kind of transitioning out of the topic and just more about you, if we may. So um, our first question for you is your favorite thing to do in your downtime is what?
1: Write and paint.
2: Okay. Very cool. Your favorite productivity tool is?
1: A notebook and a pen.
2: Classic. Love it. Last question we have for you is something that you're looking forward to this year, whether business or personal, is
1: I'm writing a television show.
2: Oh. That's very exciting. Okay. Yeah. Share more when you can with us. I definitely (laughs) will. I definitely (laughs) will.
1: I'm very it's very exciting.
2: Awesome. And Casey, before we let you go, where can listeners find
0: you if they want to follow you, learn about this TV show, your hosting adventures?
1: For sure. So, uh, I'm on social, all social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I don't do any of, I guess there's plenty more, but the main ones as Casey Catherwood, C-A-S-E-Y C-A-T-H-E-R-W-O-O-D. And my artwork and paintings can be found at caseycatherwood.com.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, Casey, for being with us today.
1: Thank you guys. Yeah.
0: And that brings us to our bonus
2: tip. Mary, you've got our bonus tip this week. I do. And as I was thinking through this, I actually wasn't quite sure if it like had to do with our topic or didn't. But as we talked, it actually really aligns, which doesn't always, but here we go. So our bonus tip for today is to review program scripts when you can to ensure that the content aligns with the event messaging. Um, I had a client recently tell me that an event they did in the past, a speaker's remarks were so off from their messaging. And so now they ask uh, the programmatic speakers, like, you know, who are really like, a chunk of the program to submit their planned remarks ahead of time, um, which I think is a great tip, something good to think about um, and could be helpful for you in many cases. And so that is our bonus tip for today to review program scripts when it makes sense to do so. There you go.
0: Uh, You know, it's a nice little follow-up to our larger discussion about hosting and content. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at better events Pod. You can send us an email at bettereventspod at gmail.com. Reminder, we are looking for mailbag questions. So uh, get please submit your questions, whether it's about event planning, production, running your own business, just about Mary and I. We will be doing a give you, giveaway for everyone who submits a question so you could potentially win a little, little fun thing. Um, and feel free to connect with Mary and I on LinkedIn. We love hearing from you guys. Thank you for listening and we'll be back in your feeds again next Wednesday.